Blog Talk Radio. Face tone. 
to One Love Tolan Connection, One Us, and I am your host, uh, Reverend Arlene Cahet, and I am here with my beloved, King Teasdale. You want to say hi, honey? Us, 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 us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And so tonight we are going to talk about should you marry a person who loves you more? (laughs) And I I will admit that tonight it may seem like I am all across the board with this particular subject, but, um, you know, just hold tight because there is a method to my line of thinking and Here's here's what I'm going to say before, and, and you know we're going to get prayed in before uh, we get into this talk. But I'm the reason why it's going to sound like I'm all across the board with this is because I'm I'm speaking to more than one type of person this time around. Uh, our show generally tends to be around sacred unions, but uh, this particular talk is is far more broad than that because I'm sure that we would be attracting more than just the people who uh, generally listen to the show. So hold on tight, and we are going to get prayed in, and I want to give my thanks to Thomas Shalaw Walker. And we're only going to do one round of this because, you know, this particular prayer is a little bit about five minutes, but um, I'm going to have him go through it once. And, again, like I said, special thanks out to, shout out to Thomas Shalom Walker, who did this. This is the Edible Toa Prayer. that I got married, 
um, I really was sort of operating under the idea or the premise that, you know, that love is a choice. And I, and I still believe that. I still, I, I still hold to that. I hold to that idea because I think when you, outside of just relationships, when you look at the world and what is up, you know, how the world is operating, you can have brotherly love for people just in general, but you can you cannot like their behavior. And I think the same goes for uh, intimate relationships as well. Uh, otherwise, you know, there would not, like over in other cultures, there would not be situations where people have arranged marriages. And, you know, and even in those, in that particular culture, um, over in, you will find that the people will say, well, we have, uh, an arra- we had an arranged marriage, but then it became a love marriage because, um, you know, you when the people are being selected for you, uh, they are factoring in all of your likes, your dislikes, the thoughts and, you know, trends of the family and things of that nature. So in that sense, yes, I think that love is a choice, that, you know, given the opportunity to be around a person for an extended period of time, you develop an affinity for them and you want to be in relation with them, um, you start becoming more concerned about them. Um, And that, but again, that is a completely different type of mindset compared to what we have here in the Western world. But just from the standpoint of is love a choice where you can love somebody and you can choose to love them, yes, I wholeheartedly believe that. And I think that with my first marriage, I really did, um, you know, really feel that love was a choice because if I was to really think about it, let's just say that the person that I was married to earlier, um, he was far more into the relationship um, than, than I was. And I had, in my mind, made the decision to to love him and be married to him and to go forward with him and have children with him. And But let's just put it this way. When I finally got to the point of realizing that my needs were not going to be met in the marriage, that was the main reason that I left the relationship. Um, and... You know, like I said, for for that for that reason, after that experience, um, I really had to go through what I would call a seriously cathartic process to get from where I was, you know, post divorce <laughs> to where I am now, with being in a relationship where I'm happily married, where my needs are met where I feel that if you were to ask me if one of us loves each other more, I I cannot actually, uh, I would say that it's probably equal, but beyond it being uh, equal, it is just 
more and more love, more. And, and mind you, I had to get to that place long before he ever came into the picture. Now, honey, do you do you have anything that you would like to add to anything that I just said? Because I know I just talked for uh, a minute there. You got in the place long before I got in the picture. Wow. Um, let me see what that looks like. Let me see what that looks like. You got in the place before I came into the picture. So when I met you, you was full of love already. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Okay. Um, I, I hope that did you hear anything that I said? Oh, okay. I am going to repeat what I said. I, I thought that everybody could hear me, but I, I was just told that uh, that they couldn't hear me. So, what I was saying is that um, if you were to ask me, should you marry a person who loves you more? I would tell you from the from the place that I am at right now, the answer is no, and the reason being is because because you are not loving that person uh, in in a way that um, that is more or less sort of equally matched, and I, I really dislike using that term, but you know for the sake of this particular conversation, I will go there. When you are not loving a person who is where your emotions are equally matched, there is this probability of of having outside influences come to disrupt the marriage. Um, you know, there were some statistics that that I had ran into um, that said that seventy three percent of people make do with the uh, what they have because the true love got away. Now, 17% of those people um, said that they met their soulmate, but they were already, they were already married. Uh, 46% of people say that if they would leave their spouse, if their true love actually appeared, and they found that 37% of men were more loyal to their partners than women. And I suppose that that is like one of the reasons why I would say that you should not marry a person who loves you more. But that's my personal standpoint. But I can see the other aspect of of why, you know, why a person would feel that way and why a person would act that way um, or make them move to be in a relationship with a person who loves them more. Now, I would say that the what I did in order to get to that place of of meeting my beloved is that I became, or, you know, I let my focus be about love. I let my focus be a lot about loving myself and just exuding love in all ways, shapes, and forms that I could possibly be in. Uh, and there are a variety of techniques, the mirror technique. Uh, there is, you know, um, one of my favorites and one that I used to do with my children is actually start writing love words on my body uh, in order. It, and that particular technique comes from Dr. Masuro 
uh, Emoto, the late uh, Dr. Emoto, who wrote um, The Hidden Messengers of Water and changing up my vibration and continue. And it was just sort of like this continuing unlayering and, and continuing this deeper and deeper relationship with myself. And so when you start operating in that particular place, in that particular vibration, you can't help but be a magnet for love. You can't help but attract people to you. You can't help but attract that love mate to you when you are operating in that space. Because I will say that in the year 2015, I felt, you know, when I really began to get clear on what it was, what it was that I uh, wanted in terms of a love mate, what I began, what began happening was uh, there were more men that I had dated that wanted to marry me. And I finally got to that place of where I would, I would have to say to, you know, I would have to say to the person, well, you know, I, I don't think we're a match. When, I, when something was off, there was just, you know, they would be cool and everything. Uh, they would be, you know, pretty intelligent. They would be funny. Um, but there was always like this slight feeling of resistance that I would come, you know, come across whenever I dealt with them. But what began happening was, you know, as soon as I was, uh, you know, true to my list and true to being authentic and in that place, then my beloved show up. So as I became more love, more loving, then I drew love to me. Now, not everybody is into that. Uh, that place of, I guess you could say, self-improvement, because that's always been uh, a place that I have actually operated in. And I would not say that what is true for me would necessarily be true for others, but I'm just speaking from that place. But, you know, honey, I, you, you kind of you kind of want to go ahead and take the stance of the the devil's advocate in this particular area because I I have my particular perspective, but you you said that you would you know operate in that space. Wow. Yes, of course I am. You are so silly. <laughs> Is that right? 
you shouldn't marry someone who loves you more. Um, well, I will say that that is actually my personal thing. But again, like I said, you, you're playing sort of like the devil's advocate here. Because I, I do see it from, I, I can't do have an understanding of the other side, but, you know, you said that you were willing to take that, take on that part of the conversation. Well, more more than willing, uh, but more like I would have to because I am after more. You see, more is, is what I'm after. <laughs> I mean, everybody should be after more. So if I find more in the picture, um, that's what I would want. I mean, when you go to the store, you go to the shelf and it says 20% more. Uh, you're going to buy the product that was on the shelf for the longer time and it's 20% less? I don't think so. So I'm confused because I want more. So if I'm in a situation to where there is this relationship and in this relationship there is more I want more you see I want more now because I am clear on what I want and I want more then this is what I want and I want more so if the person is loving me more than that's what I want <laughs> and I want more. <laughs> that's that, that where I am with this. So I'm like, I'm not going to buy this stuff on the shelf that's 20% less or 50% less. It's just not going to happen. I, I just nah, I can't do it. Okay. Okay, so uh, uh, let me see if I can <laughs> qualify what you said. <laughs> you are so silly. <laughs> okay, so the thing, you know, what uh, King has said is that um, – Perhaps if a person isn't, isn't into what you would call continuous self, and they, you know, they haven't found the person that is the one, or there are just some people who don't believe that there is the person that is the one, uh, but there is someone that they, you know, may have an affection for, but they are what you would call deeply and passionately in love with them. Um, but the the other person loves them with a greater intensity or at least shows more passion towards them, then if you're not in that place, then you want the more. And so you would say <laughs> yes to having a person love you more in that particular in that particular scenario that 
particular situation, and you would quite possibly marry them. Now, here's here's like something that's very interesting, and that most people, for the most part, don't really go beyond their own borders. Borders, and what I mean is like if they live in a small town or if they live in a city. I mean, I, I realize that. You know, my desire to travel around the world and just, you know, do and meet people, and that that seems to be a rarity. And what you find is that people actually fall in love, if they do fall in love, with people who are within um, within their community. They connect up with, you know, someone there. They're not necessarily looking for... Uh, they may not necessarily be looking for a love match, or maybe they're looking for sex, or maybe, you know, again, people are looking for different things. And so <laughs> and so they end up marrying people for a variety of different uh, different reasons. And the main reason that many people want to, you know, that old adage of you should marry somebody who loves you more is because you want to be treated well in the relationship. That that's sort of like the the people who actually say that um, actually operate in that particular space of I want to be treated well. I mean, ultimately, that's what they're really saying. Uh, they want to marry somebody who loves them more because they want to be treated well in the relationship. Now, <laughs> I again, like I said earlier. I have there are like a, you know some some you know thoughts and feelings like uh, that I have behind that simply because you know there you can be influenced by um, you know somebody who tickles your fancy a little bit more and that's the reason why I would suggest that a person not do that. However, if you're not into self improvement. Um, if you're not into, you know, um, digging to to know yourself better, that may be a better track for you. Uh, although I think that you would be really signing up for an interesting experience. But then what if somebody more interesting comes along? Do you stay in the relationship, or do you love the one you're with? And we're going to take a quick music break, and you can, if you have any questions or any concerns, you want to enter into this conversation, please feel free. But, you know, here's the Isley Brothers version of Love the One You're With. Talk to you. 
have your romantic situation to set in. So you go and do the thing. And after you do the thing, there's this flip side, okay? So the love the one you're with thing kicked in, all right? But thing was, it's just like in this song. She was going through heartache, okay? She was going through heartache, and she had this thing about being sad, and, you know, her mood was getting her to, it was doing her in. So she didn't want that. She didn't want that. So, <laughs> so I guess with the, the way the vibration was happening, she was in that mood, in that mood of love the one you're with. And so that happened. And it was it was an enjoyable experience, uh, but thereafter it was a counseling experience. And um, because she was in tears, and I was like, "Oh, what happened?" <laughs> it was like, "You're the first one I ever started with because I've been with my boyfriend for so long, and, and, and so you you're the first one I've started with since I left him." Wow. And so I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, okay. How you doing? <laughs> wow. Okay, you got to be compassionate here. And so so I went to a counseling situation. Um, but I think it gave her the opportunity to recognize that like as the song was saying, she was probably allowing the negative heartache vibrational thing to kind of get to her on one side of the equation while on the other side of the equation, she was like, you know, I need to break free of what it is that's holding me um, in this space, me not wanting to feel good because I need, I know I have to shift. And so um, that's that's what that song did to me. So, um, you know, it said, don't be down and confused. You know, that's, that's what was up. And, and I guess it was that rose in the fisted glove. I guess that's what that was. Her rose was in the fisted glove. And, and I was the eagle flying with the dove. T.T., baby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, if you want to chime in this conversation, please feel free. Just press the number one, and we will go ahead and bring you on the line. Now, <laughs> that, that's funny. You are funny. I love you, babe. <laughs> okay, so we do have uh, a caller uh, that was to be brought on. Area code 904-994. Welcome to the Love Fiction. What up? One love, one love. I don't know if I want to be a, a next caller or a victim. 
<laughs> King, King, you have an amazing voice, and I love how you want to express it. Man, don't sing unless you've been taking it working, working, working. I'm just saying, just saying. <laughs> Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. You know, I don't know how we have reduced ourselves to the the satisfaction of I want somebody that loves me more than I love them. Now we're talking about a, a relationship that's not giving all of you. You're reserving 10, 20, even 50%, hoping that the other 50% would be just enough to keep you satisfied. But I'm not certain. The last time I had sex, I was all the way in. 50% wasn't satisfactory to me. But yet, people who build their lives on just enough let you know that they're not committed to themselves. So they want somebody to give what they're not willing to give. And people people fool themselves going in thinking that that's okay. How is how is that now enough for even for the awakened one to realize that they're not they're only getting what they give. I want, I'm only giving 50% then for me to expect 51% is ludicrous. Why not give that that you what you're looking for? Or better yet, you're only going to give what you get, or you don't you're not going to get what you give that way around. So it's it's a it's a question of how did it get this way? But most people are are afraid of looking where it came from. It comes from the common denominator, you. The answer is you. So once we figure that out, then we're in a, we're now ready to accept and receive not just the responsibility, but the power of really living in a a yin and yang presence. Because in yin and yang, you give 100% of everything. And in return, you get 100%. And then you're able to have such a harmonious existence together where even the silliest thing is the most adoring thing and then the most serious thing is truly transformational. King wants to uh, add to what you just said. Mm-hmm. No, I, I didn't want to ask you. I, I was looking at your comment, and I understand where you're coming from with that because a lot of people, oddly enough, they enter into a relationship based on a fear factor. And fear factor relationships are not beneficial because one person is not giving their all just to see what's available. And what, what, can that, I ask can I ask a quick question, King? Yeah. What what um, do you what do you mean when you say fear factor? Fear of what? The person herself they come into the relationship because they're afraid of something. They're afraid of what they're entering into because of the unknown. So they come in, and as you were saying, they come into the relationship, and they're not giving their 100%. They're only giving, like, let's say, 51%. So in them giving that 51%, they're giving 51% because they have a fear-based consciousness in the relationship from the giddy-up. Hmm. 
Okay. Okay. And as you were saying, when you enter into a relationship, because you feel as though you're controlling it, you Hmm. set yourself up for consequences. Because personally speaking, my belief is relationships should be identified as a divine creation. And you allow Hmm. the truth of love to manifest what that is to become. Mm -hmm. When you think you are in charge and you're trying to manipulate it, you're going to mess it up. (laughs) Every time. Yeah. Every time. But I I just, when I saw the title of of the show, I just wanted to know why are we still at that stage of this, of our evolution? And even those who have not waken up uh, and and say, I, I need to know more about the spiritual side of my life, the, they still have had experiences that, that should have taught them that my giving less doesn't get me more. My giving less, we, uh, I'll get less. And, uh, and um, I guess we we would be in agreement with that. Um, I will say that the reason why this this topic actually came up was because of an article that I read, um, or actually was reposted by Janine, and that that was the that was the question being raised, and uh, the you know, and I will say that for the most part that she was, to my way of, you know, thinking, the way the article was written, she was a little bit all over the place with it Um, because, you know, here's one of the things that, that I will say. We have really been indoctrinated with this particular idea of romantic love and things of this nature. And, and, and as a concept, uh, it's real beautiful thought, but, the problem is is that the the culture that we come out of and the the promotion of the type of love that you see in films that you read in romance novels and things of that of that nature what the stories don't delve into or even actually is the people who are in the stories for the most part they aren't dealing with their own stuff they are dealing in their insecurities. And so the love match that you actually see or the representation of what you see um, in film, reading in books, and things of that nature, uh, it's, it, it is what it is, which is uh, a, a beautiful piece of fiction. <laughs> and And that, you know, in order for a person to really be in that place of, I guess you could say, um, drawing uh, a love match and being all in in uh, a relationship, it, it's not something that's really, really perpetuated, and they don't really talk about what you have to do in order to get to that place. Um mm-hmm. So, so 
the reason why we're still having this particular conversation uh, at this particular juncture is because not everybody is looking to look at themselves. You know, no. we're in a high, you know, but people are not really so, looking at themselves, looking to improve and things of that nature. So this conversation that we're having tonight is going to get to that point where we can get a how-to correspondence on getting from uh, stuck in the desert to getting at least to the um, at least to the forest. You ain't got to get to the tropics, but at least you ain't in the desert. Is that what we? Is that what we hit? <laughs> I mean, not well, that there's something wrong with being I, in the desert. I mean, because I, 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 know, I, I hey. think Arizona is beautiful. <laughs> Aesthetically, it's beautiful too. But I would never yes. return there. I would never live there again. <laughs> but uh, but we actually we actually started out by or let's put it this way. I started out saying that you know that should you when you know I answered that question as to, you know no. I and I I truly that but that's by my personal thing. But you know, not everybody is at the same uh, level of evolution in terms of romantic relationships. And interestingly enough, uh, regardless of you know what their experience may look like. So so because in the same in the same article that I read. Um, when I was doing my research for this, they say that uh, a person's average heartbreak is about 20 times um, they've experienced some type of heart. Yeah, yeah. They, they averaged it out. <laughs> but people go through a heartbreak at least uh, 20 times in their lifetime. And wow. so, regardless <laughs> Hey, I would include the dog too. <laughs> I would include the dog too because you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, their the love is love. Now, in the romantic relationship, uh, we right. are looking for an expression of the divine in physical form with being in relationship with another individual. But uh, you know, love is love. It's all it's all operating in that same energy of of getting you to expand more, getting you to to look at yourself more. And you know, this, you know, and the reason why we're having this conversation is because not everybody is at the same level, and um, and we are willing to look at. Uh, all different aspects, but I will say, I will say that when you enter into this space of loving somebody or not really giving your 100% um, in the relationship, uh, there's a possibility of something else. There, there is a weakness there um, that allows for outside influences to come into the marriage. Because, uh, as I said before, 46% of people said that they would leave their spouse to be with their true love. I mean, hey. (laughs) Wow. You know, and then the thing that's really interesting. Yes, yes, yes. But now, but, but here's the other side of that question. Do their true love know that they exist? 
Because for a moment there, um, I was truly in love with Janet Jackson, but I knew in hell I wasn't going to get there. <laughs> okay. So the, so the real question uh, is, do your true love know that you are even breathing? So you're, you're leaving um, for a true and, hope or a dream, one thing. But the truth is... And, you, Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm good. I just want I just wanted to ask that or inject that question. Do your true love know that you exist? And if it does, if they do, that's a, that's a serious question. Because now, if my true love knew that I exist and knew that I have these feelings and, and compassion about it, why are we with somebody else then? Well, and and that is. Uh... <laughs> Okay, uh, that that it, it, there we have. Okay, so um, recently, this you know last weekend, uh, we went to another another church, and the apostle said to me, uh, you know, you know, we I think King went ahead and introduced him. Uh, introduced uh, me to him and he looked at me and he says, you know, he waited on you. He waited on you. He could have had other women and things of that nature, but he waited on you. And I, you know, I, I think that I was a bit gum smacked by the, the particular, that particular comment. Um, however, um, I, I already, there, you know, I had already known that, but mind you, uh, I have been doing my work. I have been digging, uh, you know, clearing out my, uh, clearing out, you know, all of the emotional work that I needed to do in order to, in order to draw that into my experience. I became more of love to draw King into my experience. And because for when I think about it too, I actually waited for him also. I had already gone through the relationship where I went in thinking that, feeling that love is a choice, and I still believe that it is so. Uh, however, there were definitely um, uh, holes in my experience uh, because I did not, that feeling that I had of when I asked that question, do I think that I could uh, live with this person or love him, um, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and him be in my experience for the rest of my life mm-hmm. at that time? When I before I married him, the answer was no. That there was something missing, and because that something was missing, I rode and had an experience that really got me clear on what it was that I wanted to experience in my next love relationship and also operate in that place of being rather uncompromising in 
the the love that I wanted to experience because it deep down to my heart and my soul and my core, uh, I was a romantic. Uh, I really did believe in uh, true love and in having a relationship that was uh, that would be a divine love match. But I realized that the what I had been taught in media, you know, in in our culture, um, with everybody walking around with their own emotional deficiencies that I, you know, that I wasn't going to get the answers there. So as a result (laughs) of, you know, I had to turn away from popular culture and turn turn towards, you know, these people that they're these different sets of people who had different components of explaining to me what it was that I should be looking for. We're talking about the Gary Chapmans of the world. We're talking about um, John Gray. We're we're talking about I, I can't think of the couple's name right now, but we're we're talking about uh, people who are um, who. You know, um, I think of Catherine Zamet, or Claire Zamet, these people who were talking about drawing their love matches to them. And the way that there was a different, you know, there was a different message coming out of that particular community. And the larger part of it was that you need to love yourself first. You need to be the love that you want to draw into your experience first. And so when you love yourself first, when you have a deeper relationship with the creator, um, through, you know, through that work and through, you know, getting transparent and operating in that place of authenticity, you draw to you the the love that you have probably always been dreaming of. So it I hey and this is why I I say no to should you marry a person who loves you more. However, I will say that regardless of what type of relationship that you opt to get into because I will say on a certain level, I think that getting into the relationships that you tend to get into with people, it is a choice. And what what you should walk away from those relationships thinking feeling or having a sense of is that you should have more clarity on who you are. You have more clarity on what you will accept. You have more clarity on the type of love that you would desire to experience and and also start moving in that direction of being the type of love that you want to draw to yourself. Be more of love. Be more of love because ultimately that is going to be the main, that is the main message uh, for those who are looking to have, um, have that divine love mate come into their experience to have a love that is more equally yoked. Um, I And again, I don't like using the word equal, but, you know, but to have a relationship that is just 
more love. That you know, that is the the only way I I think to to have the type of love that you truly desiring and you're you're truly probably hungering for. Uh, but you have to be that before it even actually comes to into your own experience. Are you still there? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I concur with that. <laughs> Because that's the only thing that we, we, we've been lied to about a lot of things when it comes down to relationships. And one of the things we've been lied to is about opposites attract. The fattest lie ever told. Okay. Okay. Makes the slice break. Uh, yeah. But, um, is, you know, I'm going to go ahead and put you back on hold, but, uh, we're going to take a quick music break, and we'll be back. And ladies and gentlemen, um, like I said um, uh, earlier, <laughs> if if you choose to marry uh, a person who loves you more, uh, there is a possibility of uh, developing bad habits uh, simply because of outside influences. And so here is Bad Habits by Maxwell. Something a day around 
and we're back. And so I will say, ladies and gentlemen, that song was um, or has been a guilty pleasure for me. I really just like the song. Um, but uh, I, I was talking, uh, when you watch the actual video of it, it, it's about this married man who's married to some, you know, about this married man who is, you know, loving and having an affair with other people. Or, and chances are that it is the person that uh, he would be operating in that 46% or, excuse me, um, that 37% of men who would remain loyal to their partner, how uh, loyal to their partner in, in terms of staying married, but he is opting to have an affair with this other woman. Um, but uh, King wanted to come in and, and share some share some words with us. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like the the conceptualization of the title of the song, Bad Habits. Because that's what it is, really. When you think about the conversation they're having, what I'm hearing is possibility of vulnerability because you have made a choice in selecting a person to love because they love you more. And that's the only validation you have to it. So there's factors such as commitment, integrity, morality, a role in this as well. And when you don't take the whole package to the table, you will be susceptible to vulnerability. And so I think of good habits, I think of bad habits, but I think the key word in those phrases is habit. All right. <laughs> so, okay, so the conversation that we're having is should you marry a person who loves you more? And it seems as if... <laughs> that as this conversation evolves, um, the most immediate um, answer would be no. But understanding that people are in different they may not operate in that space of being uh, we, you know. Okay, so for those people, who uh, I think the first time I had mentioned somebody talking married in a, um, in a medical for uh, we worked in a medical facility and she was getting married and she said that her grandmother, <laughs> and, we've, and here's the thing is that we pass the, you know, people pass the, this type of thinking on to, you know, their, their offspring. Um, but yeah, she, she was going to marry this guy who she felt loved her more 
Now, I, I can't tell you what the outcome of the relationship um, has been, but I recall that, you know, that conversation kind of sticking with me in the sense that um, I was just like, you know, is is that really how it's it's supposed to be? I guess that was really where my conversation about um, marriage and what what it can be and what it should be just started formulating and taking place. And perhaps that was a larger part of why I was influenced to marry uh, a person with whom I felt, you know, who, with whom I felt I could choose to love and and not necessarily have a divine love match. And so the thing is, is that many people who actually operate in this particular zone of marrying somebody who loves them more are people who, for the most part, may not necessarily believe in, quote, unquote, romantic love or believe in a divine love match. Um, Many people um, are unhappy in in their relationships, or they get to that place of actually uh, developing a deeper love for their mate. Now, the, like like we had said earlier, there is the the problem with this idea of having somebody who loves you more is that it leaves the relationship in and of itself vulnerable to. Um, outside influences, uh, and and also the question is is whether or not you are <clears throat> if you're going to do that uh, if you are going to marry somebody who loves you more are you going to be in that place of being one hundred one hundred percent committed to the relationship and so. It, it's something to it's something to think about, especially if you're not a person who necessarily operates in that space of of uh, you know thinking that there's a soulmate or divine love match or whatever the case may be of having uh, the love that you you know the love of your life enter into your experiences because our relationships you know ultimately teach us uh, teach us about ourselves. But um, we we are really having to really look at that. If you're going to marry somebody who loves you more, are you willing to commit 100% of yourself to the relationship? Because marriage is it, it should be a lifetime commitment. I mean the the rate of the the rate of divorce is still at fifty percent, um, and I think that especially now um, they're finding that the marriage rate in and of itself has dropped. There are less young people getting married now than they have before, and perhaps it's due to those twenty <laughs> heartbreaks. And twenty, you know, heartbreak, average heartbreaks that a person experiences in their lifetime, and also the young people are waiting longer before they actually get married. 
And then, you know, this is not factoring cohabitation and things of that nature. But um, I think that with the rate being the way that it is um, and that there has been like this is sort of a steady slowdown, I think, believe from the year 2006 on up to the present, I think that people perhaps are far more gun shy and perhaps don't actually think about um, loving a person, you know, being married to a person who loves them more. But if you are a person who is actually considering that, if you do that, are you going to remain 100% committed to the relationship? It's a, it's a, it's a valid and important question. And if you have any questions, please press the number one, and we will add you into the conversation. But do you want to say anything, hon? Um, I'm thinking that love is definitely a choice. And the decision is deciding what type of love you want to have. Mm, so are you capable of handling the levels and degrees of what accepting a relationship will provide or not provide? Because will you be committed or what level of commitment are you willing to sacrifice if you're not in it 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we do have another line that we want to add to the population. Uh, area code 773 All right. All right. Welcome to one Thank you, Jamie Hello. from Chicago. Can you Hi, hear me? Yes, I can. Hi. Hi. Uh, great. <laughs> I I just wanted to add my voice to the conversation. When it comes to love, I think, in my opinion, that from this perspective that you're talking about, if you should marry somebody who loves you more than you love them or whatever, I think that's not love. I think that's coming from a place of fear. Um, so when you're in fear, mm-hmm. you're definitely not in love. So, in my opinion, we can only marry or date or attract somebody at our level of where we are. We only reflecting. That person is just reflecting who we are, no matter what they're doing. It's just a reflection of us. So, as we learn to love ourselves and really get into a place of being filled by the presence of love within us, then we can't have nothing but an amazing love relationship, in my opinion. And I had to learn that in 32 years of being married myself learning how to find my own space, learning how to be within a relationship and, and navigate individually and collectively and learning that, oh, my God, I'm not honoring me. I'm not loving me, you know. And it took me a minute to really get it. But once I got it, I started to, our relationship changed tremendously. But we were together very young. I was 19. He was in his, you know, late or early 20s. And so, you know, it took me learning to love me for our relationship to get to where we are today, where we're totally friends, 
where we totally trust, where the communication is there. It's not about one loving one more, but it's about one loving oneself and complementing each other and being a witness to the relationship and the growth and the evolution of one. That's my opinion. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. You want to add it? Okay. You want to add anything to Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's what's up because earlier I was talking about, you know, people living in the fear factor aspect of stepping into a relationship. That's, that's not going to work. It's not going to work. And I appreciate Janine bringing in Dan, bringing in that experience because it's all about growth and development. So mm-hmm. when you are growing and developing within yourself, you can manifest what's required in order to have that come back to you. So you're not stepping mm-hmm. into a relationship to where it's like a, you know, you're just in the relationship because you're only going to get 51% because you're so afraid of whatever uh, you don't know. All you're going to get back is 51%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And, and Love you both, too. Thank, Thank you, you so much for allowing this show. This is a great show, great topic, too. Great topic. Uh, thank you. Thank you. So uh, one of the things that we had, t- we had talked about this before um, is, you know, that, again, the relationship really has to begin with oneself. And, you know, as Janine just shared with us, um, and I will say that if you have been in a relationship or if you are in a relationship, um, that if you start that process of loving yourself more, that um, what will happen is the relationship can either evolve or change or fall away. Um, and ultimately, uh, be in a place of setting you free. So we are going to take a quick music break, and we will be right back with uh, Kim Set You Free. All your memories will be mine. 
I believe you you said you wanted to share something. Yeah. Yeah. I consider myself like the palm trees when the hurricane comes because that's the kind of love I got. I can throw it right back. You feel what I'm saying? So what I'm talking about is this topic. It's interesting because the way in which I operated <laughs> in, I guess, most of the experiences of my life is in a way to where if someone asks me, should I love someone who loves me more? I would say yes. Reason being, it's because I came in there, I come through the door with love. I am love. I'm going to throw it on you. And I want to see what comes back. Okay? And I'm not doing it to be like one would say, uh, finding out what I can Get out of it. I'm throwing it out there to see what you have to give of it. Okay? Now, if you are capable of giving it back, well, I got, I got, I got so much to give to you, my dear. You see what I'm saying? I, that's where I was operating, you know? I was operating in that space. So it was cool for me. I could have done that. But what I discovered is that there was those who was operating out of fear. I discovered that there was those who was operating in a place of not being a mutual match, that there was not the compatibility that was necessary to go to the next level. You know, you can love me. And you can love me more, and I can bring it back to you. I had no problem with that. But when I saw that there was an issue because that person didn't have what was necessary for them to reflect quiet for the relationship to be a blossoming aspect of divine energy, then there was going to be a problem. And I could sense that. And so I would bring it to the table. You know, like with you, there was no problem. I could see divine energy being the manifestation right here. And I was like, oh, snap. I knew it was out here. I knew it was out here somewhere. (laughs) And so I was like, you know, scratch all that other stuff. Let's go with this. 
<laughs> and you have me speechless. <laughs> Yes, yes, I know you. I know you love me, and I love you. I love you too, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we are going to actually um, open up the line. So if you have anything that you want to share before we get off the air, please do. Hey, Janine, you got anything you want to share before we go and sign out? Maybe she put us on mute. <clears throat> okay, so there was one other song that I wanted to <clears throat> play, but I don't exactly feel that we should sign out with that. <laughs> okay, but just so that everybody has this understanding, um, one of the things that we, we have talked about is that um, that when you're operating in this place of should a person love you more, um, you are truly at you are truly operating in a place of fear um, because you are not trusting <clears throat> that the divine the supply, you know, the divine is going to bring to you a love match. And it's in that there is something that's uh, lacking in you. And so if you marry a person, when when you're marrying a person who loves you more and you're operating in a space of fear, uh, there are vulnerabilities in the relationship that will take place. <clears throat> now, I want to give this song an opportunity to play out because there's been like a mixture of different music that we have. But one of the one of the vulnerabilities that you have is, you know, you know, something an outside force influencing the relationship, and uh, and people start asking questions. So we're gonna have Bill Withers, you know, bring that bring that thought to mind. You know, the, and, and have you kind of think about what it is that you want to create. But, you know, fears come up. So here we go.